Welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. We give you weekly roundups of Walford life. Like Bobby, I just have to get Emma out of those overalls. Connor. And just like Dottie, I'm ignoring that smooth criminal. Emma. So what we got coming up this week, Emma? We have your hero and slapping Dan of the week. We have our favourite scene. And as the 35th anniversary approaches, we react to the 30th anniversary of Who Killed Lucy? <gasps> Who did it? Who could it be? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> well, of course, we know now, but we're going to have a good look back at that. Of course. How's Adam? <laughs> we also read chapter one of our collaborative fan fiction with you guys. Ooh. Called Secret Slaters. Oh, wow. So excited. What secrets will they hold? But first, it's the jingle. Dun, 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 dun. You ain't my mother. Yes, I am. Get out of my pub! You need a slapping den! You bitch! You cow! Look at your cunt. Hello, princess. Frank! Stice! Please in the fridge! Sausage surprise! Hope, Hope you, you enjoyed, enjoyed the fireworks! fireworks. Good, Good night! Well, I think we have to start this little introduction, this little tete-a-tete, off with <laughs> talking about our fan fiction. So many good choices were made by you guys. Oh my God. I'm so happy you picked the things I used did. And I can't wait for you to hear it later on. Yes. I can't wait for us to read it. It's so going <laughs> to be so funny. It's what we would like to be if we were in EastEnders. I actually think we've made like a masterpiece. Like, oh yeah. I feel like it's like a masterpiece of fan fiction. Like, Pat on the back. I, I know that it's like very like big headed, but I actually looked at it and I thought, yeah, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this could almost be like a religious text to all you E20s out there. We really hope you enjoy it and we're going to let you know now what you picked. Yes. What won in chapter one? What won all the polls? <gasps> so, for which family we came from, you all chose the Slaters. Yeah. Oh my God. I always wanted to be part of Cat Slater's family. I know. For our employment status, where we're working, you all chose the Vic. Honoured. I'm like deeply honored now like <laughs> i feel like it's destiny i mean we've been there before as denny and um we sharon have. fielding so we have we have visited the set we saw some ghosts saw you some know. Go- so small ghosts maybe we'll see some more for the first person we meet when we're on the square you all chose the lovely callum highway had to be it had to be didn't it how could it not have been he's like the nicest person on the square say, right he's the now. only one that would come and help work to be fair yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe we have to help him <gasps> little spoiler <laughs> little hint and for what we do on our first night everyone shows the right answer oh yes absolutely the only answer for anyone who comes onto the square let's be real what would happen on your first night an argument has of to be course. an argument in the vic that's kind of what makes EastEnders EastEnders, isn't yeah. it? A good old-fashioned East End row. Make that impact from the start. And the reason why we've come to the square, we're hiding a dark secret. <sighs> but what is it? <gasps> You'll have to listen and find out. So, saying all of that, uh, we're going to be reading half of chapter one this yes, week. Cause and why is that? Because <laughs> it's, it's a little bit too long. Got really into it and it's... It's 25 pages long. <laughs> 25 pages long. Yeah. Who do we think we are? I don't know. So yes, we'll be reading half of chapter one this week and then next week's an anniversary special on the podcast. So we won't be doing any fanfic. Yeah. But the week after we will finish chapter one. Yes. 
podcast. And then we'll move on to chapter two. In the meantime, if you go on our Twitter at E20 Podcast, you can still vote in chapter two, what happens, some good options on there. There's some really good options. Do you want to see me locked in Martin's shed? Is one of them. Do you want the side story to be, we see a UFO? Because <laughs> <laughs> that always happens in soaps, doesn't it? it As Collyoaks. But that, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that story. I can't right. believe that happened. So oh, God. <sighs> and then on Friday, chapter three will be going up and so on. So just keep looking on Twitter yes. to vote. Help us craft this magnificent world. And we'll try and make chapter two a bit shorter. shorter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try and put less characters in so that we can actually get to the actual main events. So moving on from our unashamed self-glorification of our beautiful masterpiece, I think it's time we moved on to something that everyone is actually talking about. Everyone wants to talk about. The only thing that anyone's talking about in the EastEnders community at this point. The 35th anniversary. Yes. Oh my God. Well, it wouldn't be a podcast where we were not making up a theory as to what was going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> they know us so well now. <laughs> so here we go again. We've changed our minds mm-hmm. as to what will happen. Yep. So over the course of last week, we obviously got new information, new trailers, yeah. lots of little bits and pieces came out. I'm so out. glad it's all these these trailers, lo- loads of different ones. You've mm. had sneak peeks, like yeah. this one after Call the Midwife. Mini ones. I love this. I love the we had theatrically one that they did yes. that we wa- we reacted to last week. Yes, last we did. Week. When we were recording, it came out. So yeah. I was like, oh my God. It was so exciting. And then later that night, another one came out. I, I was know. like, oh my God. It's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, oh. <laughs> And because we've had all of that, and thank God there's no proper spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Because I love God. the fact there's mystery, no one knows, and we're all going to be shocked together. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I love that afterwards we can all just react and go, oh my God, that happened. Yeah, it's going to be good. <laughs> it feels like for the first time <laughs> in ages, we're going to have an EastEnders surprise, like a shock. Yeah, it'd be so nice because I felt like Christmas and New Year were kind of guessed. Yeah. We already knew, really, didn't we, Christmas and New Year? Because it had already been leaked by the newspapers and everything. Yeah, I kind of want the Kathy effect from the 30th, where you yes. were like, what the hell? Well, we're like, <laughs> we didn't see that coming. Yeah. Yeah. But because we've had all this information, we've kind of come to a new theory as we to have. who's a goner. So we've eliminated Linda on the hit list. She's yeah. not going to die now, I don't think. I think her and Mick are going to get back together mm. during this. I think so. This will be their bonding. Yeah. You know, nothing bonds someone like a trauma, does it, in EastEnders? Exactly. And, and that's definitely going to happen. I also don't think it's going to be Keanu now. No. It could still be Tina to me. I still feel like there's a chance Tina might go and take uh, like the Like a plunge. shock, yeah. yeah. However, Denny. Denny. Denny is looking like a yeah. sitting duck. To be erased out of the story. I would like to think we're all going to be wrong here. Yes. And it's made to look like that from the kind of information they've mm. gave. But no, I, I don't, don't think, think so. so. I don't think so. Do you know what? Like you it can look seems back. Seems pretty set in stone here. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what's going to be funny? You can. Everyone can go back and listen to our old. Um, <laughs> Our old podcast episodes because only about three weeks ago we were like it's great that Denny's getting so many good stories it's great that he's getting more attention yeah now they're killing him off great (laughs) seems like it if he dies it's gonna be devastating I just feel like Sharon's gonna give birth he's gonna die life and death it's the perfect mirror Mm -hmm. isn't it and also I'll be so upset because he's the link to Den Watts he's the link to Dennis Rickman Mm -hmm. he's also Phil's adopted son as well he's gonna be devastated yeah that's probably gonna bring her and Phil Closer together or further apart, really, because yeah. let's be real, Keanu and Phil. And also, it does make sense with this whole Keanu thing. It's yeah. like he's 
technically part of all this, done all this. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like Phil and Keanu are going to be responsible, aren't they? We, yeah. We pretty much know that from the trailer. They're going to be responsible for derailing the boat somehow or to some level. Sharon is going to be furious with both of them, I think. And Phil's going to lose the son he's, he always wanted because mm-hmm. he treats Denny like that. And yeah. he's obviously adopted Denny. I feel like he's always favoured Denny I do more than well. Ben. Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's dead sad as well because we've got that lovely moment where it was, you know, Ben and Denny had that lovely sweet moment in the calf and he was like, sorry, I haven't been around for you much and stuff like that. I thought that was a really lovely brotherly moment. And, and then now we know why. We know why. Because <laughs> <laughs> in the same episode, Sharon also used the line, you know, you're the most important thing in the world and things like that. And then, you know, told a total lie after swearing down on his life. So... And if you look back to when she originally had the affair and she said to Louise when she was being blackmailed mm-hmm. by her, I swear on Denny's life. On Denny's life, yeah. That's what she said. I so swear that on has Denny's come life. back. Oh, no. I know. Please don't do it. They've planted the seed. They planted the seed all the way back then. Do you remember when we, <laughs> if they look back again, <laughs> when we were hoping he was going to be part of the big Christmas thing, that was his big storyline. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. They, do, they don't agree with that. They want to just you know, destroy him. I just live in hope that my theory of the baby being Phil's is actually correct. Even if the rest yeah. of my theories are completely wrong. If Denny dies, it will have to be true, I think. I think that is the only way that this is going to make losing a legacy character worth it. I do have to say, if they do keep killing off all of the young cast, I know because why what's going to happen? About the young cast is in the future, they've still got links to the originals. Yes. But if everyone's oh, big kids names. flipping, Herod runs like... Oh, I mean, the Beals. Like, How many of them have got the Brannons? All their kids are dead. <laughs> I mean, all their kids on. have been killed before them. Uh-huh. I'm just like, who's going to carry on the legacy? Like, let's be but, real. Yeah, Ian's that... not getting any younger. And again, the other night when like quite a lot of legacy characters were sitting together and yeah. bonding, that was so nice to it see. It was. It was lovely. And it's like... It was lovely. Oh, how many of you will be here this time next year? <laughs> I'm going to say none. Maybe Dotty. But other than that, I don't think. Maybe Bobby. <laughs> yeah, it would be so wrong to kill off any more Beals. They're dropping like flies then. And the Brennans. Well, they've got no one left. Wow. <laughs> what, Max and Jack? That's the I last. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Trying to think of anyone else who's even part of that family now. Uh... Tanya probably doesn't have his name anymore, I doubt it. Technically, Rainy does. Yes. Lauren's still alive in New Zealand. Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, we don't know. <laughs> There's lots of spiders out there, isn't there? So she could have been bitten by some <laughs> black widow or something. <laughs> but no more speculating, and let's get on with what's going on right now. Callum feels like somebody's watching him. It just can't be Keanu. Yes, we're going to start this roundup with Keanu. Or should we say Doc Keanu? Exactly. I just can't wait. Phil's back. He's going to say Keanu instead of Keanu again. I just get to hear it one last time. I know. It's so exciting. Yes. It's the best thing about their relationship was that way. He used to I just always love it. mispronounce Keanu. And he never name. goes, actually, Phil, it's Keanu. I hope he does. Could you imagine if he does that? Imagine. I would take that as a duff duff, to oh, be fair. Oh, that would be such a good moment. <laughs> oh. Send that in to EastEnders. EastEnders, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> be a bit too late by then, wouldn't oh, it? Oh, true. <laughs> I'd, I would love that. That would be one of the best things ever. Um, <laughs> Iconic Duff Duffs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but our love of Keanu aside, 
it didn't quite start off as a Keanu week, did it? Because we didn't quite, we didn't see him really that much. We just saw through him, through his eyes, as he watched Callum. He was creeping around. Yeah, he was being creepy. He was like being Leo, wasn't <laughs> he? Yeah, creeping, he was creepy. creeping. He was creeping around. And poor Callum was all nervous about the police, uh, joining the police and going to his interview. Ben reassured him. He thought, great, I'm going to be able to do this. Let's do it. My day's good. Turns around, Keanu punches him in the face and then kidnaps him in broad daylight. Yeah, and no one saw. How did no one see him? It's like one of the busiest parts of the square. Just because he put a cap on and grew a beard does not mean you would not see him. <laughs> he just looks like a gap year student. How did he get him in the car? Yes. How also, did he get him to the car? How did he get him down them stairs? Because he is really tall. Callum is really tall. I'm so confused. That boy is going to be at least, you know, relatively heavy to carry down those stairs. Come on. I mean, we know Keanu's fit. Yes, yes. He is obviously athletic. Yeah. He's very sculpted. Yeah. But I just... No. No. Not down those nah. stairs. He hasn't been lifting enough weights to lift him all the way down them stairs. And if you think about it, when he was watching Callum... Yeah. He was always in the shadows, but he was always in the market. I know, I love that. When he was behind the stores. Because in like, the stores, I was like, isn't Martin going to say anything? He's like, <laughs> like literally behind Martin's store. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> never going to go, E, look, it's Keanu. Yeah. <laughs> it's got his cap on his beard. No one notices. No one knows him. Whole new man here. Nah, nah. It's it's magic. It's just like when Martin used to put on that leather jacket and disappear. True. No one but then again, we've got to remember, this is Adrian. It's <gasps> not Keanu. True, true. It's just Keanu's other brother the twin brother adrian, adrian. yeah yeah you're, you're forgetting it's adrian sorry yeah well keanu wasted no time did he really he came back kidnapped callum wrapped him up in chains i mean that sounds like a good good saturday night really if you ask me but <laughs> chains and whips <laughs> excite him <laughs> <laughs> yes um he basically just gave him a bit of a tour of his bdsm dungeon uh, slash warehouse and then Callum stupidly decided to tell Keanu that he knew that Ben had tried to kill him. Mm. Didn't go down too well, as you can, you know, imagine <laughs> telling someone that you knew that their boy, your boyfriend wanted to murder him and, <laughs> and possibly tried to. Probably not the best thing to tell them as they kidnapped you, though, yeah, Callum. As you chained up. Maybe yeah. tell him that like 10 years down the line. <laughs> yeah. Or just not at all. Yeah. Just keep that secret. Yeah. Take it to your grave. <laughs> I just can't fathom what made him say those lines. But Keanu obviously reacted the way that any normal psychopath would because that's what he's become now, guys. Yeah, I'm so confused. <laughs> he's gone from this guy who was striving to get a job to help his family, wanted to protect his family, yeah. loved his mother dearly, to absolute psychopath, just going to threaten, just starve threaten everyone. <laughs> he's going to lie to his mom. <laughs> yeah. You know, the classics. I do love him because he, he basically says to Callum that if Ben can't get the money that he's going to ask for, then he's just going to leave him there. Oh, good. So you're going to starve a man. You're going to starve a man to death. Yeah. That's a nice way to kill someone. Like Martin at least stopped. Yeah. I think Martin realized, no, I'm an inept, bumbling, yeah. grosser idiot. But Keanu's like, ah, just keep going. Yeah. For some Wherever reason. Wherever he has been on his travels has made him go mad. He's been possessed by like the powers of darkness or something. Like it's, it's, it's beyond bizarre. He's just come back like a completely different person. It's like Hannibal Lecter. What uh -huh. next? Like, is he going to start kidnapping like just anyone? Denny? <laughs> <laughs> You're next. <laughs> if Denny doesn't agree, is he going to like, you know, take him to that warehouse? You know, I yeah, mean, he's got I'm... dreams of Denny being his stepson, doesn't he? True. Do you think he's taken him to the same warehouse that Martin took him? 
See, that's what I always question. Where is this warehouse? Because it always seems to be the exact same warehouse. We should go and have a tour. Oh, we should. <laughs> this is where Martin took you on. I'm sure we'll get something really cool, like hepatitis. <laughs> <laughs> or murdered. Oh. <laughs> that Neither. tends to happen when you go wandering around an abandoned like, Neither warehouse. options are good options here. <laughs> but anywho, on with the show. Keanu decided now's the time he's going to go reveal himself, tell Ben how it is, what he wants. So he bursts in, all dramatic-like. Wait to Ben. And when Ben sees him, he's speechless. As you would be. I mean, you would be, wouldn't you? You think he's dead? Yeah. He thought he saw a ghost? Thought he was Sixth Sense. You know that, yeah. that little boy? I dead people. <laughs> <laughs> He thought he was on mostly ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> so he was Sharon with ghosts in the attic. <laughs> Could do this all day. <laughs> but um, the minute he sees him, Keanu wastes no time. He's like, I want a hundred grand. You try to murder me. Why is it always a hundred? It's always a hundred grand. Why is it always a hundred? It's, it's never, never around it. No, it's not. It's a hundred. It's never two. It's never three. It's never ten. It's I always a hundred. I love when they go, I need it by tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Yes. The good old gangster demand, isn't it? <laughs> Tomorrow. That's phys- physically impossible. It was like nighttime when you came. Like the, the banks are shut. The classic Mitchell thing to do. Look in the safe that never has anything in. Nothing's ever in it. I expect to see the crown jewels in there or something. <laughs> and nothing's in there. Imagine. Imagine if they, they stole them. <laughs> Wouldn't put a pass fill. <laughs> so poor Ben. Distraught. Distraught at knowing that his... His boyfriend's been taken, chained up, and basically held at ransom. Goes for a little trip down memory lane, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Ben versus Martin. Yes. Round two. God, it's just never ending. It's you just... can imagine how thrilled we were here at yeah. E20 to yeah. see that. Literally, as soon as he opened the door and picked Martin up. I rolled I was... my eyes so hard I and know. I went blind. Honestly, I just went, oh, deja vu. <laughs> now I know what deja vu feels like. Because this we've already done. <laughs> like, <laughs> how many times are we going to do Gangsta Mart? Listen, the writers have wrote it fabulously. They've wrote it as well as you can possibly write that story. But the storyline itself, awful. I just can't with it. No, <laughs> I just can't. Martin becomes a gangster. Martin's hard. No, he isn't. He's like a teddy bear. And that's why we loved him. That's why we love him. But anyway, Martin says he'll help Ben. I don't of know. Course. I, I don't know how. I mean, he does. Why? Mean... <laughs> That's such a good question. <laughs> that is such a good question. Why? Yes. Why? There's nothing in it for you, Be- uh, no, Martin. Well, I suppose Ben isn't. didn't threaten to kill Bex. Actually. No, but that was wasn't that after he said <laughs> oh, he would Oh yeah, help? actually, yeah. I just don't... And no, Ben, stop threatening family members, yeah. especially young people. Can we like stop threatening Stacy and all of her children? It's just a bit sick. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing when you accidentally kill Heather. It's another thing when you threaten to murder children, Ben. That's like, a, we can't, we can't, <laughs> we can't ship Balam if you do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Martin says he'll help. Apparently, he's still even got Tubbs' number. Where he'll give is him a he? Call. Where's Tubbs been? Where you I, been? I thought Tubbs had died. Like, Same because the way Ben was like, I dealt with him. I dealt with him. Was he in a ditch? Like, underneath the... Because so didn't fly Martin, over somewhere. 
didn't Martin say he hadn't been answering his calls? So now I still don't know where he is. Why, if Martin wanted to get away from him so much, because he did, that's the whole point, you wanted to get away from Tubbs. If he wanted to get away from him, why did he keep his number? Why did he keep contact information for him? <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Just in case. Just in case I need debt collecting. It's one of those just in case. <laughs> <laughs> he had it in his little note- notebook, you know, like like what your grandma has. Yeah. You know, where she has all the phone numbers. <laughs> oh, it's like when you have an outfit and you you don't get rid of it, even though you probably should. Yes. Just in case. Oh, I do that all the time, yeah. Just in case you go back to that size. Just in, just case. in case. Just in case you were 10 again. Yeah. 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 It's like something from time. years and years and years ago and you know you'll never wear it again, yeah. but just in case. Just in case. Well, Ben was fuming anyway, and no matter how much Martin said he'd help, it didn't quite appease him. So Ben did the other thing, which is threatened to get the hit and run brought back up. Well, about time, where's the guy that was? Do you know what? It's so funny. Over. Where's he been? Where has he been? <laughs> has he died of MRSA or something? I'm so confused by that. Because wasn't that the big whole storyline with Sonia? Yeah. Well, actually, no. Sonia was stealing money for a different reason, which we that, still don't that's know. That's so true. <laughs> she was doing it before that. Doing it before. Don't know why. And then she started stealing money for him. Is and Sonia now, not working now? I don't I know. Now we don't know where he is. Yeah, she's still working. She's she still was, working because she's got that outfit. Well, she was saying she had to go and do that shift oh, on the yes. other episode. So she's still working. Where's this guy? See, Too I just love. I just love that <laughs> he Drop came into down. it. <laughs> I love that he came into it just to th- just to blackmail Sonia, and then just dis- just disappeared. disappeared. It's very rare that you get a criminal like that who <laughs> takes the five grand and just walks. <laughs> he didn't actually. He didn't demand a hundred grand. That's true. Oh, that's true. He asked <gasps> for ten, didn't yes. he? Yes, he asked for ten. Oh, he's doing it wrong. He's doing it wrong. See, should ask for a hundred. Would have got it the next day. Exactly. Ben, on the other hand, can't get the money the next day. Martin's help is, you know... Useless. Useless. And so he decides to basically say he's going to get the police involved. If Martin doesn't book his ideas up, he's going to bring that bring that up about the whole hit-and-run guy who we don't know what happened to. <laughs> and there's no evidence nah. for... It's a bit like the yeah. Keanu shooting video. Crime that didn't happen. No real evidence to who it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Martin decides to, you know, help the situation. <laughs> so instead of calmly calmly saying something to bring the situation down yeah. he decides he's going to tell ben how it's all his fault because <laughs> ben has made them all evil and yes okay that is sort of right but martin you also did kind of you know frolic in the <laughs> darkness a bit didn't you <laughs> he you carried know? it on he did he enjoyed the deck collecting life he did some people they dip their toe in the <laughs> darkness pool martin he did a few laps like that's what happened he just he thought, done the rounds. He did. He, he did. did. He after he got a taste of it after he, you know, helped deck collect from, you know, the Lucy lookalike. After that, yes. he got a little bit of a taste of Remember it. Remember how excited he used to get and he was like asking yes. Tubbs, where we're going next? Where yeah. we're going where next? Where we're going next? And Tubbs was like, calm and down. And he loved flashing that cash around. Oh, he did. Remember? But whilst Martin and Ben are playing the blame game, Keanu decided he was going to visit his mum. Have yeah. some downtime. Know, with the folks you know, you gotta do what you gotta do it's busy life kidnapping you I know. know I know I love that you escape a hit <laughs> kidnap your enemy's partner and then decide I know go I'm gonna go see my mum who lives just across the road <laughs> and again no one knew he was there how did he get to the allotments without anyone seeing him yeah, like, I, I don't understand. I have seen the layout of Albert Square and I tell you what I'll be amazed if he didn't bump into someone when he was on his way there Oh, absolutely. I would be amazed. Like, 
Done. But he's put the cap on, as I say. Yeah, it's beard. invisible. He's a new man. A new person. He's Adrian. He's Adrian. Adrian's got the power to just blend in anywhere. Also, I love that Ben is threatened by Keanu. I mean, yeah, he's come on. not threatening at all. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. But if you put Martin Fowler in charge of a situation, <laughs> this is what it happens. was always going to end like this. It was. It was always going to end like this. I just love that, like, Keanu's, like, warped sense of reality came into it as well when he was talking to his mom after this whole thing. You know, when oh, he's yeah. Like, when he's like, well, I'm just hoping some good is going to come out of all this. <laughs> what good's going to come out of this? <laughs> like, you've kidnapped a man. They all know you're alive now. Yeah. Bill's going to come yeah. after you. Yeah. You're an adulterer. <laughs> you've got two kids who you're probably never going to see. You've angered your potential stepson. You're the one you really want, Denny. You want him to be your stepson and run off into the sunset with you and Sharon. That's never going to happen. Sharon is never going to run off into the sunset with you, Keanu. You are like, what, 22? (laughs) You're 22. You have a really terrible beard. I don't think you've got a job at the moment. And you're also wanted. Like, (laughs) there's a lot of people coming to kill you. I don't see that as attractive. If you were on Tinder, I certainly wouldn't swipe. Oh, God, no. Yeah, I no. certainly wouldn't. I would do whatever you do to <laughs> swipe to the other it, way. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't Tinder, obviously. <laughs> no, I was like, I don't know which way it is. So I don't <laughs> want to see in case I'm wrong. <laughs> in case I've accidentally accepted it. You've accepted it. You've accepted Dark Yarny. Could you imagine? God. I mean, I would just for the body, but oh, yeah. the conversation would be terrible. I don't know, he has a lot to talk about these days. Like, we could ask him where he's been. Oh, yeah, true. What's the best way to starve someone to death? (laughs) Chain them to a warehouse pillar. Where (laughs) is that warehouse? Yeah, that's a very good question. That's a very good question. Give us the answers You know, if you were going to go back to his, though, would he take you back to that warehouse? That is true. And chain you up. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) Is that what he's into now? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what Dark Yardo's into? (laughs) Maybe he Uh. just really fancies Callum and this is his way. (laughs) It's all just part of wooing him. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's been through all the Mitchells, hasn't he? He's doing a bit of role playing. That's all he's doing. He's already had, you know, <laughs> Louise. He's had Sharon. May as well get, you know, Callum. <laughs> we could have pasta afterwards, you know. It might bring Ben and uh, Phil back together, uh, make them even closer even. You know, you if, if both their spouses cheated <laughs> with the same person. <laughs> That's a fanfic. Gonna happen, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I shouldn't have said that now. There's going to be loads of loads of fanfics out there about, <laughs> about key. Oh, Keanu still becomes Keanu if you ship them. It's just a C instead of a K. Ah. I suppose you could go. Oh, it's still Callum as well. <gasps> it would still be Callum. Just, yeah, C. Can't even give him a shipping name because it just still sounds the same. Ooh. I think we're on to something. We are. Something ridiculous, but yeah. something. <laughs> we're, we're on something. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you tell it's been a long day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, back on track, back on track. Ben's basically spending all of his time panicking, running around, trying to get people to do dodgy deals with him, give him some money, begging Shirley, begging Jay, <laughs> like you name it. He's, he's lifting up all those rocks, trying to find money, looking in that safe that's never filled with anything. But, but it's more important matters. But yeah. Lexi has a cold and Lola cannot take time off to look after her. It is serious, this. This it's is a cold. serious. It is a cold. I don't even think she had that, to be fair. I know. She seemed she perfectly well. Me. 
I mean, Ben seemed more like he had a cold. <laughs> like, uh-huh. when he was it's like, a way Lola wouldn't even take his. No, I'm a busy. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, you've got to look after her. You've got to look after our daughter. It, I literally. Because I'm understand. sorry, Denise would have gave her the time yes. off. She gives Chantel the time off all the time. She's no going to give it to Lola. No one real. works. No there. one works there. No one works there. <laughs> I have, for weeks now, I've been waiting to go back to the hair salon to see someone actually doing work. Lola seems to just talk to people who come uh-huh. in. She doesn't seem to actually put down anyone's I'm like, sure appointments. I'm sure she could have took some time off. Yeah. I swear that's not even a real job. <laughs> I think they all just go in there and chat. I swear. I swear. Yeah, that's my kind of business. I'll go. That, yeah. that does sound good, actually. Should yeah, we just let's do that? go there. That's what we do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we just record it. <laughs> but since he's failed to get the money... There's a lot of tears, there's a lot of tantrums, and then eventually Ben just gives in. He has to do what he has to do. Well, firstly, he has to send Lexi away while he's on the phone call. Of course. Because the standard thing is to send them either to someone else or upstairs, and yes. none of the kids <laughs> question it ever. Yeah, it's so funny, those soundproof terraces, aren't oh, they? Yeah. <laughs> I love it when they're talking about something really private, and the other person's just outside the door. But they don't hear. They don't hear a thing. They don't hear. No. You have to, it has to be a really dark secret that <laughs> that can't be known for you to hear it. Uh-huh. You know, you know, the Shianu affair thing. Only then did Mel did Mel hear it. But if you're screaming in your sleep because of guilt, no one will hear no that. No one will hear Don't that. Don't worry about that. No one will hear that. Well, Louise, well, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares. She's disappeared now. Disappeared. Someone who hasn't disappeared, Phil. Phil's who back. Ben was on the phone to. <gasps> I mean, I love that bit when he was like, "I need your help," and mm. he was all crying and stuff. I was like, oh, "That is such an an honest, heartfelt moment from Ben. Like he is like a little boy begging his dad for help." And so his dad got the next flight out and came, but he wasn't just coming with no plans. No, he seems to have a mysterious helper. On the end of a phone. But who is it? Linda still drinking from the bottle. And she's very, 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 very paranoid about Saint Mick. I thought you were going all X Factor there. Oh. Very harsh. Very harsh. I love her. Yes, Linda is still drinking from the bottle. She's Irishing up her coffees and teas. I love that. So the social worker came round. <laughs> she came round for tea and biscuits. And Linda's like, forgot the sugar. And she's pouring her I loved vodka it. in. Mick was like, oh, she's got a very sweet tooth. <laughs> yeah, right, Mick. Yeah. Right, Mick. Do you think that social worker's not going to be able to smell the booze on her? That's what I didn't understand. It was like, surely she'll be able to smell that. Come in. She poured like half a bottle into that <laughs> cup. It was about like two inches of tea and the rest was... Like, what? Whiskey or something? It's all, and also, when Linda was speaking to her, she was like, oh, don't worry, I've been getting help. I'm sorted now. Yes. You know, it cured. just happens overnight, you know. It's magical. I mean, she's not convinced, though, that Mick hasn't been whispering horrible things into the social worker's ears. Yeah, because he went and spoke to her for a little bit on his own. Yeah. But obviously, he was never going to mention that Linda left the oven on. Why would he? That Ollie went and went on the roof. This is how unhinged linda's thinking is right now because why would mick ever do that that would jeopardize his yeah. chance to have ollie that would make them both lose ollie yeah completely they just get get the kid taken off them <laughs> like yeah. he wouldn't ever he would no. never confess that he also wouldn't do that linda i don't think either like no. that's just not in his character but i mean 
paranoid Linda thinks that Saint Mick's like evil. So I love that she followed the social work around afterwards, oh, just constantly. So good. Like I need to talk to you. She was doing well, a I'm proper busy. a proper Leo. She was doing a proper Leo. She was creeping around, creeping around, creeping around, and then she was like, uh, "If if you're free for a conversation," <laughs> she's like, "Well, I've got." A, got appointments i mean social workers are quite busy people yeah. linda like they have quite large case loads at the moment i don't imagine that she has time to be like i'll just ha- yeah i'll just get myself a coffee and just we'll just chat things over not like we've already spoke for an hour earlier today yeah so naturally linda <laughs> linda being the rational person she is decides to corner the social worker once more as you do and start going on this crazy ramble oh, it's awful, wasn't it? yeah <laughs> About how she she only fell asleep for a moment because she's very tired. She only fell asleep for a moment. It was fine. Ollie wasn't in danger, but the food it just it was just burnt. It was just slightly burnt. <laughs> it was just slightly burnt. I was like, it was it black. was literally black. There was no no food there. The a lot smoke. of charcoal. Yeah. <laughs> Ollie didn't get fish fingers that night. <laughs> like he just got like you know lumps of coal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever they'd become after she'd cooked them in what ten hours. <laughs> I still can't get over the fact that the alarms were all going off and no one went up to see. Yeah. <laughs> Only Daniel heard, but he thought you had tinnitus. Yeah. Because <laughs> no one else seemed to notice. Nah, nah. Naturally, when she tells the social worker that she almost started a fire, fell asleep and let her child go up to the roof, but was perfectly safe. It didn't go anywhere near the edge. She's going to be horrified. She was, her face basically <laughs> said it all. Uh, I can describe it as looking a bit like Gray's therapist. Do you remember when, yes. when he talked about his his like, anger issues and the therapist was kind of terrified eyed and terrified looking yeah that's exactly how this woman looked yeah and kind of even backed off a little <laughs> worried at what linda might do <laughs> <laughs> so she went home to gloat to tell mick how she'd put him put that social worker straight and mick's like you done what i didn't tell her <sighs> mm. Okay. Great, Linda. Well done. Woo. Ten points to Gryffindor. <laughs> 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 nah, should definitely be a Hufflepuff. <laughs> At the moment, Slytherin. Oh, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's shocked by this. Mick is absolutely horrified by this. Well, he thinks he's going to lose Ollie now as well. Yeah. 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 They get another row. Another drunken Linda row. I just I just love them. I love them so much. They've become a, a reoccurring meme on EastEnders, I feel. I feel like if she doesn't say St. Mick, I won't have been watching his standards. <laughs> it's a bit like if Cherie doesn't say Patty. Oh, oh absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Can't watch his standards now without hearing Patty. Because if I if I hear someone say Patrick, I'm like, <gasps> who's that? Who's that? <laughs> who's that? <laughs> Who has a name like Patrick? It's Patty. <laughs> <laughs> so Mick obviously isn't pleased. And Linda <laughs> has this kooky idea that you know what? She knows how to fix this solution. Mick just needs to call up and tell her, tell the social worker that actually it wasn't actually as bad as it seemed. <laughs> and it was all oh, normal. No. It was perfectly it's safe. Normal. Ollie was safe. It's, yeah, it's totally safe on that roof. I literally thought that that, on his roof, own. that roof moment, I thought was going to be the breaking moment for like for Linda. Like she'll go, yeah, right, same. I'm, a, I'm terrible. I need help. I need help. And I almost need to try. Instead, she's just kind of went further back into her alcoholism so mick refuses to help clean up all of this mess that linda's created in her paranoia and decides to toddle off to gray 
to mm. basically ask what the hell he was doing given well he didn't know did he well he didn't he went to see gray for different reasons yes he wanted to have some help yes he wanted um he wanted to know where he would stand legally however gray's obviously been talking to linda he got yes. those divorce papers done very quick mick wasn't too pleased when he found out that it was gray and kind of like shocked him a bit i think when he went there looking for advice yeah and then he finds out that actually this man he's come for advice from is the man who's also helping destroy his marriage Woo. <laughs> <laughs> i you love know, it just a day in albert square it is isn't it it's just <laughs> just a day around that square <laughs> but i love when um he went to speak to linda and like you had to sign the papers yeah yeah and, and he, he said you've been planning this a while and i thought well actually not really she hasn't gray's just been incredible incredibly quick he was he's very efficient maybe he just has like templates and he's just like rubs out like you know janine or something and puts linda 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 carter lovely just rubs out names it's like what the teachers used to do in school you know when you oh if you report yeah because i've still got one for someone else yeah Yeah. don't ever let them pretend like those reports are about you they have almost nothing to do with you (laughs) the only one i think had anything to do with you was like your tutor one because that was handwritten most of the time yeah the handwritten ones i've had loads where they put he yeah or yeah, start, yeah, yeah yeah and also i've had the wrong name it's all the autofill forms yeah. isn't it <laughs> just emma <laughs> she like that's what it's like isn't it <laughs> emma did very well this year she has been lovely <laughs> a star to teach like those That's old, great. That is great. He's just got his little template out. And he's just like whizzing a name through it all. And then he's just like, Mick, I can do Mick's here for him, for his child. I child. bet <laughs> if Mick read it properly, it would have someone else's name there. Probably. Probably has Angie Watts on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, Mick signs it. They get another row, another drunken Linda row. I love these rows. Linda does the classic in front of everyone. Brings the, in the Vic. Brings the, Rings the bell. <laughs> <laughs> Declares everything. It just basically tells them all that St. Mick and her are getting a divorce. Everyone is so uncomfortable. It's so awkward that she involves everyone in the I did love when she was like talking about all the secrets they all have and it oh, was panning it was them. Great. And when they were like, you don't know what goes on in the home and stuff. And yeah, it panned yeah. Chantel and Grey. It gave us like loads of um, vibes from like Mellowins, like Row. That it she did, had. didn't it? Yeah. You know, when she went, it's the first thing like, I thought of. Hypocrites and lies. <laughs> you know, like that. Bit. I love that bit. And Jack's like, Come on, let's not Calm do this down. in front of everyone. Yeah, has some self-respect. Yeah, and then Linda. Linda has not. <laughs> not at the moment. She's left it, left it back with her rational common sense. Mick's feeling uncomfortable, really awkward. Yeah. Linda falls, and you think he's going to go and help her. But, but he, he doesn't. doesn't. He says, I'll see you in court. Oh. I was like, well, this is the end. So sad. Mom and dad's getting a divorce. That's what it feels like. It is, doesn't it? It feels like the mum and dad of the square are getting a divorce. I don't think I can see it. I don't know what I'm going to do. Does this mean we're going to have to have two Christmases? It's the final time we'll ever be able to say, Creepy Leo. Creepy Leo. Creepy Leo. Creepy Leo. Creepy spoiler alert, he's gone. Yeah, he's all gone, isn't he? No yeah. more. He He'll be on a Mostly Ghostly. Yeah, oh, he will actually. Yes. <laughs> Great idea, Emma. Thank you. <laughs> Halloween rolls round. We'll get him on. <laughs> Maybe. You know when Sharon said she was always scared of the ghost upstairs in the attic? Maybe, Maybe it was just it was him. Just Leo. <gasps> the whole time. Exactly. So Imagine. Imagine. <gasps> He's actually been up there for so long now that he has been there since Sharon 
Yeah. Was little. That's what it feels like. He's been in there so long and yet no one's heard him. No one's heard him. No one's seen him. He hasn't really been eating anything. No one's noticed any food go missing. That's a bit I'm confused about. Where's he eating and how's he eating? And also, where's he going to the toilet? Oh, yeah. I know that this is like a weird thing to say on a podcast, but like, like, where is he going to the toilet? Because... if he goes downstairs, because we did see him obviously go downstairs yeah, from it. Yeah, yeah. If he's been going, have they not heard him flush? <laughs> like, do, do or has he just been leaving like a, it and then they're all like... Do they think they're just that? haunted by the ghost of a plumber or something? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they've got Imagine, a, they've got a Sonia, poltergeist that attacks that toilet. flush again. <laughs> 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 Disgusting. <It's> Disgusting. <laughs> It's actually her ghost. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird, isn't it? Like, I was just like, how is he still up there, right? He also doesn't look too bad for the fact that he's been living in a loft. No, he looks really good. He looks like pretty much exactly how he was when he went up there. So where's he shaving? Do they have a mirror up there? And is he taking long, hot baths or a shower? Is he brushing his teeth? Because his teeth still look perfectly white. They do, actually. So I'm I'm confused on all these little things. And how have they not heard him snore or breathe? Yes. Oh my God, exactly. He was like literally drooling over oh, the uh-huh. hole at, w- at one point. How did they not hear I thought he was going to drop on a head at one point when he was doing so it. And weird. like when he was crying, I was like, oh, oh that yeah. tear's going to hit him. Yeah, there. when he was crying. Well, before we get into all of Leo's antics, <laughs> I suppose we should move on to the one of the most important moments. Muscles was in court. And Mo was so happy to see him booming not Guilty. Not guilty. I love a man who can boom not guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I was so sad when he got like arrested and everything and was charged. I was like, oh, please, God, don't don't send Kush to jail. Like, no. You can't send you Kush can't to jail. Him. But thankfully, he didn't go to jail. Yay! Sadly, though, Whitney didn't turn up either to support him. No. Well, she was asleep because yeah. she hadn't been sleeping at all. I mean, you probably wouldn't have you to wouldn't. be dragged to your abuser's grave and like humiliated and things in front of everyone. <laughs> and if she knew he was up there, of course she wouldn't be sleeping. God, yeah. Goodness me. So she slept through it, but she didn't really want to go anyway. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. It's too you know, much drama. it's too much. It's too much drama. Kat wasn't very happy. No, Kat was a little bit ticked off, wasn't she? She, she was... ended up forgiving. She, she did. did. She did. Well, they've got that special bond, didn't they? They've got that special bond because obviously both of them have that, like, the obvious thing that they have in common is that they were both abused by people who were close to them. And actually, I remember this really good episode of Cat and Whitney where Whitney's, like, on this destructive path. Cat saves her and, like, talks about the earrings that Harry gave her mom and things. All of that was mentioned I this week. I love that. I love when they like, do that. Oh, like, Whitney goes, you know, Cat had these earrings and I told her they didn't suit her, they suit her. And she just put them straight into the suit. I was like, oh my God, references. I love their special relationship. She f- forgives Whitney. Then kind of, they ha- they part on all right terms at that point. And Whitney then is trying to kind of get on with things. Says to Son, Son, maybe I'll come with you to Bristol. Oh, my favorite side story of the week. <laughs> I just loved it. She tried to get Bex to go to Bristol. Yes. She tried to get Whitney to go to Bristol. No one would go to Bristol. All to see the Book of Mormon. I know. No was it not go. on in London? I know. This is what I said. I'm so confused. I was so confused. <laughs> is this a thing that people in London do? Do they go outside of London for shows? Well, there. I thought that because like we go to London to see a show because yes. that's a big thing to yeah, us because we're from it? Newcastle. That's like what it's like. So do they go elsewhere to see shows? I'm confused, Emma. 
Do you, you know, for our London <laughs> listeners, do you go outside of London to see a show? Would you, for instance, go to uh, Bristol to see the Book of Mormon? Or would you just choose London? Yeah. Please tell us. We are actually intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> These are the questions of <laughs> that puzzle E20. We, we find those tiny little irrelevant questions within an episode <laughs> and, and we have to bring it to you. You know what? I felt really sorry for Sonia when she'd look forward to this <laughs> and Bex was just ungrateful and didn't want to go. I loved Bex's pure hatred of Sonia that came out <laughs> yeah. of nowhere. Like, it's literally like... I absolutely hate you. You stole from grandma. Like, all of this. I'm leaving. Well, she just moves into Ikra and Habibas, who she never actually talks to. Yeah, it's so weird. That's confusing. They have literally no relationship. I don't think they've ever had a scene together. And actually, nah. Bobby was just saying, if you need anything. <laughs> Loved it. She took that. So, literally, like, I'll move in. I know. She's like, oh, great. Excellent. I've got my bag packed and everything. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> no notice. It was like, I'll move in now. Yeah. I love the, the faces of, like, Ikra and Habiba. They were like, it was literally mine, like, Bex. <laughs> this is wrong. <laughs> what is happening with Bex's character? It's so confusing. Anyway, she didn't end up going because... Didn't end up going. She went to work. Because Whitney basically said, nah. She's not going either. I'm not going either. So she was abandoned by everyone. As basically the, the holiday's cancelled and Wit's having to stay home, someone else is also staying home with her. Leo. I mean, she doesn't know this because he's been living in that no. attic for all this time. How is he up there for a week? Honestly, I'm seriously, I'm still, none of these questions have been answered for me. How did he survive a week up in the attic without being found? I do love when he basically just trashes the entire house and things. If I do this, no one's going to figure out I was here. No one's going to have a clue. I mean, this is just how unhinged Leo is yeah. at the moment because he's just not even thinking like any way straight. Like he is literally just thinking, let's just tear everything up. It'll be fine. She'll just come home and clean it up. No, Leo. She will know you've been here. And also, that's Dot's house that he's doing yes, that too. It's very disrespectful, Leo. She is on her holidays. In Ireland. And she's going to come back after seeing Father Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. Redwater is just such an anomaly that I have to always talk about it. <laughs> it's, it's just always has to be referenced at least once. At least once an episode in our podcast. So Leo trashes the place. Wit, as we've said, turns up realizes what's happened with cat with cat yes cat comes along with her and they're like it's him <laughs> it yeah take, take mean, two minutes to figure yeah. it out um they phone the police the police kind of come around look around and then leave cat said what is it going to take until she's dead exactly and she's so right she are you is, not going to do anything sure. until it's too late exactly and we have had so many cases in real life where that has yeah. been the case everyone will have heard at least one person who's died because of serious stalking not being taken like seriously yeah like, it's such a serious topic and i'm so glad east dennis has covered i it. am because i think it's about time this got covered and can yeah. hopefully people will notice it and think oh actually i know someone that's yeah. happening to or maybe it's happening to them so cat obviously doesn't want to leave her there after that once no. the police leave she's like i don't really want to leave you here because well he's obviously broken into your house or something he's, he's been yeah yeah there. and then the next day ruby goes around as well that is so random by that the way that's very random they've only really had one interaction have they previously have they confused ruby and stacy's relationship with ruby and whitney's relationship it feels like that because i've never ever seen that before <laughs> they only had that one bit at the beginning of like it was storyline yeah, it was around was it not around when um they kind of were sort of sort of friends a little wasn't it when ruby needed a dress from whitney or yeah, something yeah that was it sort of friends there 
It's the way she turned up with flowers. So it was all very odd. And then she was like, happy Valentine's Day or something like yeah. that, wasn't it? You're my Valentine, be my Valentine. It's just like, this is really odd, Ruby. <laughs> this is really odd. <laughs> and then her and Kat end up leaving. Because Whitney's doing the whole brave act. She's fine. Yes. She'll, be able, she'll be okay. But, you we know, deep know. down, she's not. Yeah. I mean, we all do it. We'll goes, all do it. We all do. We'll go. And we're all the cats and the rubies as well. We, we would all go, oh, well, all right, yeah, yeah, that's okay. It's, it is it perfect. Is, it's, again, yeah. another perfect example of when he standards does real life thought processes really well. Because that is what we're all like. If someone says, you know, oh, don't worry about me, you go, you will go. You, yeah. At the same time, if someone says, are you sure you're all right? You'll probably still go, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, would. Yeah, because you don't want to worry someone. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's a British thing I or if it's it a is. human thing. <laughs> 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 like, it, it just is. That's just what we do, isn't it? It's like when you ask your, you know, elderly relatives if they're all right and they go, oh, not really. They're the only people who it doesn't it's that, true, just they're, apply they're to. they're always honest. Yeah, they always tell you exactly how they feel. Like, oh, they don't, yeah, they like, don't have a filter. They're just like, yeah, let's go for it. Well, yeah. we'll go. All right. Even though deep down, everything's crumbling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your grandparents <laughs> are like, yeah, I've got sciatica. Um, I've got a headache. Um, me, me hip's been playing me up. Me hip's been playing up. Me spine needs a adjusting. Um, I had to replace me knee. Um, <laughs> uh, my COPD's come back. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like you get the whole, you get the whole medical history. And then it'll you? be, how are you? Yeah. Oh, fine. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's exactly <laughs> it um so whitney did you know what most normal people do is you know are you sure you'll be all right yeah i'll be fine well she probably shouldn't have said that because then she goes back upstairs she's just chilling leo's obviously had time to light her around upstairs reading his little probably got the toilet in that time probably yeah but no probably. one have heard him fly. i know it's so strange yeah like he's just basically had time to mull all of this this letter over from his dad. He probably read it ma- five million times because, you know, that's who Leo is. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's he's obviously had some time by himself with his thoughts, which aren't great. No. And um, he decides. Well, he sends Kat a text. He's going to send Kat a text. Which, unfortunately, when she got it, she thought Whitney was okay and she was going to mm-hmm. meet them. I love how no one goes and just checks on her anyway. Yeah, when you know what she's going through, you might go and give a knock. Yeah, just maybe. in case. Just in case. Just in case. Because that text, I would know because I know how if, you text. If I text, you would know because I always use like emojis yeah. or something instead of full stops. But then again, I guess maybe in a hurry, you might just think, oh, okay. Yeah, true. You don't know until you're in the situation, I guess. Yeah. Maybe we need like a special word. <laughs> like if we're in an emergency situation. Like, um, we'll, we'll, just... we'll create that off here. Yeah, we'll create off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The word safe. <laughs> hey, everyone. We just want to tell you what our word is. I get kidnapped and they're just like, I know a secret word now because I listen to his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that's what Whitney needed. She needed a safe word, didn't she? Because Kat could be like, that's not Whitney, I know that. So Kat gets that text, believes it, leaves Whitney. Then the creepy music starts. You know what it's like. Oh, here it's we the... go. I always hate it. I just never understand what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get I don't get why it's there. It goes dead quiet and then that comes on as well. 
so yes, the creepy music's in, in full full swing. We've got it coming through the, the rafters, essentially. We know what's coming. As soon as that creepy music comes on, it's you know Leo a horror said. film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is like that. I mean, the other week as well, when Leo was like looking down through that little spy hole, that was like a horror film. But oh this my is God, even it was. Oh, this worse. was worse when he was chasing her. It was like Originally horrific. when he walked in and he was confronting her about the letter, which, I mean, it's private, Leo. Like, I love she it. does not need I, to tell you about this. I know. I just love it. I love his interpretation of it as well. Oh, oh like, he takes it so out My dad did love you. Yes, but he was a grown man and, <laughs> and like, she was 12. I'm sorry. What are we seeing? We're seeing evil predator. Yeah. You're seeing lovable man. Yeah. He's just in love with your wit, just like I am. <laughs> He's so weird. Yeah, I, know, I love it. <laughs> I just, like, do you know, I have to say, whilst obviously he is disgusting and like, Oh, it's just horrific. played so well. It's played so well. And actually, he Both is such them. a caricature that I I can't help but laugh at Leo. He's just so funny. It's an odd little thing, isn't he? Yes. The way he's played. Yes. He's played so well because he's like making you like him, but yeah. also hate, hate him, him. Which yeah. is the whole point of he the character. He did definitely do that because at some points he would be like, oh, I feel the bathroom. Then all of us would be like, nah, he's horrible. Because that's what they are. They're manipulative. They are. They're very good. They're very good in real life. At, like, you know, making people yeah. see what they want to see. I mean, Leo's not exactly a master manipulator at the moment because he's completely No, he's unhinged. doing really terrible at that. Yeah. And he's now confronting her about the letter. Yeah. And I thought she was going to pick up the jewellery box and smack more. Oh, do a, do a bobby. Yeah. That would have been good. But then it didn't happen. But so, the chase started, which was blooming terrifying. God, it was it was like a horror film. You know in a horror film when they try and escape and like all the doors are locked and they're like rattling on the doors trying to unlock it. And he really does capture the murderous, scary, unhinged like side of things. And so he chased her all the way around the house. And then he hit his head and I thought, yep. oh my God. I thought that's how I was maybe dead. he would, yeah. Yeah. But then... I have to say, Whitney's got some good moves, doesn't she? She, like, dodged him when he yeah. came running at her, smacked his head. Then... Um, when she turned around, though, and he got back up. Oh, my God. God, I screamed. It was... <laughs> another horror film. Another yeah. horror moment. It was like, he's not dead. Whitney, turn around quickly. Like, get something. I thought, when they were having that whole, like, chase, and, mm. well, that bit where he hit his head, and then she went to phone, I'm assuming, yeah, the police. Yeah, 999 or something. Yeah. yeah. I thought then... She left it on when the next bit happened, so I thought they might have heard Ooh. it all. Oh, that's, that's a good what I point. got, but I don't know if they did. Maybe she didn't get that far to press and call. Yeah, maybe not. But I thought that would be interesting if that they heard it. That would be an interesting then twist. That would be her alibi because they've pretty much heard him trying to kill her. This is what makes me like a little bit, because we obviously already know where this is kind of going, that yeah. she's going to get in trouble. She's had to defend herself. I don't understand how she's going to go down for this. He literally ran at her and there will be evidence... He tried to kill her. ...that he tried to murder her. His fingerprints will be on those that knife. Also, the way that the knife went in... I thought he fell on the knife. I didn't think she stabbed him. Yeah, I don't think she did. I think she feels like she's murdered him. Yeah, because she had it in her hand. Yeah, but like, let's be real. She grabbed the knife to defend herself, which is completely legal, by the way. She grabbed that knife and he fell on it. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, Leo came in... It went out the exact same way, didn't he? He was kind of like a clumsy criminal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he's actually just died by <laughs> tripping over his feet. <laughs> like everything he tried to do, he never quite no, succeeded. No, he never did. Do you remember, do you remember the, the hotel situation? Oh, yeah. I'm going to make a, you know, confess my truth. That she didn't confesses work. Her truth. Yeah, and he converts to her, her thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and he kept changing his mind all the time like God. love my dad hate my dad I love loved my dad it. hate my dad he was completely unhinged 
And by that point, when he was chasing around that whole house and he's going crazy, you know, full-blown crazy Leo, um, he completely had changed his mind, but also hadn't, because he clearly still loved her. He was torn as if he still loved her as well, but then at the same time was, like, saying how he hates her and, like, for what she's <laughs> done to his death. All I can say is that at the end of this week with Whitney and Leo, it was absolutely phenomenal. Oh, my God, it was so good. Performance-wise, Whitney... Oh, has been amazing. Shona, brilliant. we tweeted both of them and said how amazing they've been. Yeah, Shona is always. I on mean, it. yeah, she always, she delivers. always is, and she always delivers. But she was fantastic in this role. I have to say, she's played it so well. You believe her? You believe yeah. every every fear, every tremble she has, every nightmare she has. You believe every single moment she has. And Leo has played a spectacular villain. He's been funny, crazy, funny, yeah. horrible, scary, funny. It's crazy. Like, you know, he's done the full They've thing. They've both got their characters spot on. Perfect. Right? Especially get you to really connect with them in yeah. some sort of way. Like, whether you absolutely hate him or you absolutely love and feel sorry for her. Yeah. And you want to help her. Exactly. Which is on the TV, so you can't really go into your TV and do that. Yeah. But you wish you could. <laughs> you wish you could reach you in and could. be like, it's all right. We're, we're here. Favourite scene of the week. And it goes to Dottie and Bobby. I mean, it has to. We'll have to reenact it as well, don't we? Oh, definitely. We have to. We kind of did at the beginning of the show, didn't we? Yeah, that's true. All I can say is um, I want to get you out of them overalls. Listen to him, smooth criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was just everything, wasn't Those it? Those were just two lines that needed to be done. And I love that it brought all of the young people together. Oh, it was so nice to see all of them together, wasn't it? Was, it was, wasn't it? It's nice to get all the... The legacies. Legacies. I love seeing the legacies interact. This is the future, guys. It is. The future generation. Favourite scene of the week. Now it's time for Slapping Dan of the week. And we asked you on Instagram and Twitter. We took a new approach. We did a different approach this week, Emma. We went and asked you in question form rather than give you options yeah and it was pretty unanimous anyway yeah Keanu. Keanu. i think we all kind of expected this when he was all right about leaving callum to die in a cold dark you know foodless lightless warehouse i think, I think that sums it up perfectly yeah i think i think that's it <laughs> <laughs> i think once he did that we were all like okay maybe this is the slap and callum has not done anything to him as well at all no Duh. Duh. Now it's time for this week's Hero of the Week. And again, I would say this was pretty unanimous. I think and I am ev- not surprised. Yeah, I think everyone saw this coming. Whitney! Whitney! Has to be Whitney. We've seen her struggle with so many things over her life. This has probably been one of the darkest times mm. of her life. Being chased around a house by, you know, a deranged stalker. She put an end to that evil monster, that creep, Leo. Whitney. Whitney. Is our hero. So this week's ratings will be out of Whitney's as she was our hero of the week. And we are going to rate this week 4.5 Whitney's. It's had quite a lot. It has. It's had everything again for for everything you need on a run up to a big week. Yeah. I feel like it got, we're really in the mood for it. I think this was a really solid week actually. Yeah. A lot going on. A lot of big, big storylines. Like the Whitney and Leo thing was massive. God, it was. Um, I've enjoyed all the Bobby, Dottie, Bex and all yeah. that being friends. I've enjoyed that. And also the Ben and Callum and the Keanu, Keanu yeah. drama. It's all been kicking off. And that's why this week it's 4.5 Whitney's. Welcome to E20's fanfiction. It's a tale we tell 
of secrets and scandals. You've been voting in our polls for what you'd like to see. And we have been writing. There's a lot of drama. There's things we've been hiding. But no Dark Martin. Well, we hope you enjoyed our little <laughs> song there. <laughs> We thought we needed a theme tune. We did. I feel like Fan Fantasies has been lacking in a theme tune and an intro, so I think uh, yeah. it's only right, isn't it's it? It's got what it, it deserves. It deserves this. It deserves this. So you guys have been voting and we have delivered. We've been writing. Yeah. We've so created. we've got secret slaters. <gasps> I do even know what happened when we were writing it. You know, Emma, like, honestly, I feel like some of the characters just kind of came to life by themselves. Anyway. So are we ready for chapter one? Yes. Oh. The arrival. <gasps> Let's crack on. Beams of sunlight broke through the overcast sky as a black cab slipped through the narrow roads, ferrying two new arrivals onto the square. I wonder who they are. I wonder too. But a looming shadow of misfortune hung over the pair like a great black curtain waiting to fall. That's not what it says. He said it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. A little edit there. <laughs> but when this goes on to Wattpad and everywhere else, you know, it'll be like that. So <laughs> it's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> One of them, a young woman, the eldest of the two. <gasps> <laughs> only by yeah, only by a few yeah. The fact I agreed to that's even more horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> the eldest of the two knew that they hadn't closed the door on the black shape. She knew it would follow in their footsteps. wonder what they're escaping from. wonder what they're trying to flee, Emma. Even we don't know yet. <laughs> I know, it's true, isn't it? What misfortune has come our way? Her brother, on the other hand, seemed blissfully unaware as he childishly asked, are we there yet? For the millionth time, with excitement shimmering in his eyes, the young man in the back of the car scanned the dreary scenery of brick and concrete. With his eyes spotting such wondrous sights as a young dark-skinned man collecting money owed to him and a long-since-abandoned Indian restaurant dilapidated and desiccated, a corpsely testament to the decline of a family-run business. Ah, lovely sights. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely sights. Right charm and place we've picked here. What was wrong with Portugal, Ibiza or Spain? Connor frowned. <laughs> his words groaning from his lips like a petulant tantrum. Listen, you know why we've had to come here. We've got to get on with it and try and put that whole ordeal behind us. The young woman beside him scolded, with the sun twinkling along the black lenses of her large circular ladybug glasses. And anyway, all of Kat's stories made it sound like such a laugh. She said. <laughs> <laughs> Long pause there as I turned the page, she said, as she used her phone to judge her shoulder-length mousy brown hair and top up her subtle lipstick. Oh yeah, and she never lies, does she? The skinny lad beside her smiled. His sights suddenly caught glimpse of of the familiar and welcoming sight of rainbow flags fluttering outside the Prince Albert. Having said that, perhaps it's not all bad, he said, causing Emma to smile. With a turn, they passed under the old bridge, a relic of the past. The 
The old pastel blue and white painted sheet metal railings rattled as the overground whizzed over it. Can't do a Cockney accent, so I'm going to do... Do your own. A Geordie. Yeah. <laughs> They've got a good boozer, the Queen Vic, they call it. <laughs> the large, swollen, pig-like man driving the taxi grunted. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. We've heard of that one. Emma smirked to Connor. <laughs> oh, I wonder why she smirked. Why am I smirking? Yeah, why are you smirking? <laughs> Suddenly, the car came to a screeching halt. The bald, middle-aged lump driving let out a furious garbled growl of insults as his furious fist slammed into the steering wheel, bellowing out a terrible horn. A man-shaped silhouette of black and white struck the bonnet with a thud and tumbled through a cloud of scattered flowers as the bouquet in his hand was sent up into the air. Oh, he's ruined all of his flowers. That's dead sad. That is sad. Isn't it? I wonder if it's Valentine's Day. Oh, I don't know, we didn't write that in. No, we didn't, did we? We'll say it's Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Connor unclipped his belt and got up straight away. I'm always rushing people's aid on her. Well, you are a sucker for a damsel in distress. That's true. (laughs) He was a sucker for a damsel in distress type. (laughs) Opening the door beside him, he... <laughs> it's all right before read it read it as you say it, say it. before we had dairy instead of dreary oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> opening the door beside him and he scrambled out onto the road to help <laughs> how many times have we actually read reread this as well yeah <laughs> yeah it's so true <laughs> and we edited it and yeah. we're like yeah that's fine perfect opening the door beside him and he scrambled out onto the road <laughs> to help, whilst Emma dealt with a very cross taxi driver. Here's fine. That's me every time I get a taxi. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry, fine. Here's just fine. Dro- drop us off just, anywhere. Just let us out. <laughs> he just drops you off at the Albat. No, seriously, actually. <laughs> True story. Just going to interrupt yeah, yeah. you. Um, I got dropped off on the houses on the opposite side. Of, you know what? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like on the way to yours. Yes. <laughs> I didn't want to pay any extra because you'd I have to go all the way around to go that. to mine. So I just got out and walked home. <laughs> I used to, and I'm not even joking, right? You remember when we used to come back from nights out? Oh, yeah. I used to get out of the friend, our friend's house and walk from theirs all the way back to mine. <laughs> yeah, you did. Like, it's not even because I was a cheapskate either. Like, I can't even say that that was the case. I just, I don't know why I started doing it. It was so weird. <laughs> I just started doing it. Like, four o'clock in the morning, I walked back home. Emma said, as she passed a wad of notes over to the driver for his troubles. I love that. Makes him sound like an Edwardian, you know, like an Edwardian coach driver for his troubles. For your troubles, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and then rushed out to join her brother. I love that word, brother and sister as well. Yeah. It's like a dream come true. Well, we I think mean, we are. We are. We are. Like, we are like spiritual twins or something. Yeah. We have to be. We have to be. Connor had already raced around the car and found a young man. Standard for me, isn't it? Of course. (laughs) Not a a bruise on him, lying on the damp ground. His hair was shaven on the sides and lengthy on the top. Styled like how all the lads style it these days. (laughs) (laughs) Styled like like how the the young'uns style it. (laughs) You know exactly how that's styled from that. That's true, isn't it? It's like when we were at school and everyone had the Justin Bieber cut. Yes, remember remember the Justin Bieber hair? Oh, now it's just like not... Justin Bieber's hair anymore now. I feel like he's now got a completely different haircut. Oh, yeah, he's... Mm. Yeah, 
and he's got a mustache as well it's really mm. weird yeah it's really just, weird it's an, an odd look he's it's got. an odd an odd look that he's got going <laughs> i mean i still probably would i can't say oh I really wouldn't. i wouldn't i don't know emma it's those abs i'm you know i'm a sucker oh, for no. things like that and bleach blonde hair i mean come on oh what our listeners don't know is that as i was describing that i would go there with justin bieber the sheer disgust that i've always surprised didn't just vomit on us <laughs> sometimes i don't know that my face is doing <laughs> face. it wasn't it was just the eyes i could just see i was losing emma here like she's like nah <laughs> there's nothing connor can say that's going to make him sound attractive <laughs> <laughs> he was handsome to say the least suited and booted in a black suit jacket and trousers that curdled his lean figure and a white shirt with its top button undone as if tempting people to think he was rebelling against formal wear <laughs> I love it <laughs> all the subtle nuances in this it's beautiful I like we're sat laughing at our own work I know I love that I love that for us he looked up at Connor with those blue eyes of his, all a sparkle and deep enough he almost drowned in them. The young man smiled in apology with his slightly sticky out ears and a clueless but in a cute way dumb look on his face, causing Connor to almost fall for him there and then. Oh, sorry, it's actually, I just corrected that in my head there. What oh, I've see, I did too because I didn't wrote, notice what you've said. What was actually oh, wrote was causing Connor to almost fall for him then and there. Oh, <laughs> I, I changed it round. I didn't notice it either. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. Either way, it works. It still works. <laughs> I wondered why you popped. <laughs> you should be more careful. Didn't you ever watch those Hedgehog Road safety videos in school? Connor jibed cheekily. Best Ooh. videos, weren't they? Weren't they? Do you remember King of the Road? Best. <laughs> 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 I still think of that, you know, every time I cross the road. I do. I always go, remember, look that way and then look that way. Also, I hate roads. Oh, me too. Yeah. So we, I always have to, I horrendous. look so many times. I'm glad when the roads are empty. I'm like, oh, thank God. I can There's walk a crossing so near ours. Oh, that God, it's horrendous, <laughs> isn't it? Every time. <laughs> Today, we literally just went, <gasps> we got here first. Let's just go. Let's just, just go. run, run. And the whole time across, we go, just run, just run, just run. <laughs> it's all right. We can do this. We can do this. <laughs> Me and Emma always end up at this one crossing and there's always cars just start driving it with. There'll be nothing there until we get there. Yeah. Awful. (laughs) Awful. That must be what happened to to this this poor chap here. Oh, yeah. Didn't you ever watch those Hedgehog Road safety videos in school? Connor jibed cheekily. What? The tall, clean-shaven lad groaned, holding his head a little. You're bleeding, the dark-haired boy said as he pointed to the man's hand. Oh, what? Nah, it's just tomato sauce. The man bumbled awkwardly. Oh, it's Sorry, you. I'm just laughing at that much concern I've got yet. I know. Oh dear, what if he has concussion? Emma exclaimed as she came shuffling around behind Connor with two pull-along suitcases in hand and her shoulders laden down with rucksacks. Should I perform mouth-to-mouth resuscitation? Her dark-haired brother suggested eagerly. I don't think that'll be necessary. The suited and booted chap remarked, crushing the all the day oh crush <laughs> just when you notice there's more spelling mistakes <laughs> well not spell mistakes i've just added extra words <laughs> you know when we did that like let's just check back through <laughs> mm. didn't do a very good job <laughs> no the suited and booted chap remarked crushing the daydreams connor had already begun constructing of the two of them shame the green-eyed boy smirked before holding his hand out. 
I'm Emma. This thirsty man-eater is my brother, Connor. His sister declared as she lent a hand out also, to helping the young man up onto his feet. I was struggling there with that one. <laughs> I'm Callum. Sorry about that. I was in a rush. I, I wasn't thinking. He chuckled, but the, uh, the red-faced taxi driver didn't look amused as he began reversing away from the scene. Imagine if he just hits all the people behind him. <laughs> I like that he just doesn't care. Yeah. He's just gone. He's furious. He's just driving through all of the people down Market Street. <laughs> down Bridge Street. Oh, I love that. I bet. But I'm sorry to tell you, I think your hot date's been cancelled, Callum. Connor interjected. What? What do you mean? Callum puzzled. With his green eyes, Connor gestured to the contents of the young man's plastic bag, all of which had been spilled out around him. Pasta shells decorated the ground like rice at a wedding, whilst a bouquet of white and pink roses lay scattered across the puddles, bruised and dirty, as though marking the grave of the young man's romantic adventures. Oh man, it's ruined! Callum decreed, as he... I love that decreed. <laughs> it's, like, it's like he's announced to the entire pan. What a shame! <laughs> what a shame this is! <laughs> as he ran a hand through his hair. <laughs> you literally did it at the same time! <laughs> as he ran a hand through his hair, tussling it, and combing it back with his fingers. I'm still doing it. I wonder if it's like Bailey Owen's fingers, you know. No. <laughs> mini hands. I believe it's those little mini hands. <laughs> Take my strong hand. <laughs> Hopefully she won't mind Chinese, Connor teased. He, it's a he. I'm, I'm sure he won't. Just a shame, really. Chicken pasta is our sort of thing. Callum sighed with a sort of dumb-looking smile on his face. That made him a thousand times cuter. Tall, blue-eyed, cute, romantic and gay? Where do I get one of my own? Connor joked as his sister nudged him to be quiet. Don't mind my brother. He has this instinct to attempt to seduce any and every man he comes across. Gay, straight, fictional. He'd have them all if he could. (laughs) So true. Emma said as she passed a rucksack and a suitcase over to Connor. She wasn't a pack mule after all. I don't suppose you know where 31 Albert Square is? Ooh, asked Emma, trying to turn her brother's attentions away from his damsel in distress. The last thing she wanted and they needed was any more drama. I'll show you. I'm going that way. Such a gentleman. Can we keep him? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it just said, Callum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> just know, when you notice your mistakes, it's brilliant. <laughs> so funny (laughs) moving on moving on such a gentleman can we keep him connor joked hugging emma's arm for a second like a lovesick schoolgirl cooing over her favorite one directioner (laughs) up the street they walked walled in by market stalls an echo back to quainter days of london's golden age the stalls were a little ramshackle held together by cheap metal frames painted brightly and decorated with homemade signs. Cheap polythene covers that fluttered in the wind, their vibrant stripes of yellow, red and green, adding a splash of colour to the surroundings, as well as helping to distract the customer from the obvious state of the, their construction. <laughs> Love how to sleep all of the market. <laughs> Flowers, food, clothing, they seem to have everything. There was a hunk of a man selling fruit and veg god i'm so thirsty (laughs) all muscles and smiles 
little hint of who it is. <laughs> <laughs> as well as a cheerful girl with, that should just be black hair, because I, re- I read Well, it. to be fair, we could go with red hair. We'll go with the past. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> as well as a cheerful girl with bright red hair, flogging claws. Now black hair. Now black hair. Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> be black hair in... in later on in the chapter as well because <laughs> i remember <laughs> doing that and remember it saying need to change that <laughs> then didn't <laughs> wolf at whole foods baker's tray and stalls for flowers and dvds they truly seemed to offer it all and between the stalls connor caught sight of other interesting things a minute mart probably stocked with the essentials and nothing more as well as a good old-fashioned greasy spoon from the looks of it called kathy's calf I wonder if she sells any coke there. <laughs> <laughs> own range. Uh, own range, yeah. Own brand. Uh, now that was right up Connor Street. <laughs> <laughs> After that long drive, wow. we could do with a full English. <laughs> Gabor, Kathy, you'll be well taken care of, Con. Emma smirked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's a laundrette for you. You're going to be right in your element, yeah, Em? <laughs> Connor smirked back. <laughs> Nod to the Slaters. Nod to the Slaters first arrival. That is literally something they say. <laughs> Just slight Don't tweaking. worry. We're not, uh, not obsessed with laundress. <laughs> Emma hasn't got a laundress fetish. <laughs> <laughs> so are you visiting? Callum questioned, with his eyebrows and eyes curiously probing the pair. No, we're moving in, actually. Emma replied, trying her best to hold her tongue from saying too much. She didn't want to ruin the surprise before she even had a chance to tell her own family. Really? Where? Oh, that's a secret. We want it to be a big surprise. We're going to announce our arrival in the Vic later, if you fancy it. Connor interrupted. Yeah, sure. I, I suppose date night is off the cards now anyway. Oh, you don't mind if I bring my boyfriend, Ben? Callum asked. Handsome, you can bring who you like. I don't mind sharing. Connor smirked. <laughs> it's all the smirk and it just gets us every time. <laughs> Uh, even when we've the weather once has wrought it, it still gets us. <laughs> Forgive him, he gets like this when he's had too much caffeine. Emma stated, as she placed a hand over her brother's mischievous lips, silencing his flirtations. What Connor meant to say was, of course you can bring your boyfriend. We'd love to meet him. Right, well, I've got to run. This is a square, and just across there is 31. The towering young man exclaimed as he aimed a finger over a small garden fenced off with iron rods. Callum! <laughs> that was my best Ben attempt. <laughs> Callum! <laughs> oh, Callum! <laughs> I can't do Ben's performance. We can't do accents, we can't so do we're accents. just going with it. Just enjoy all of our random accents that we'll do throughout this, this reading. A reading by. <laughs> Callum! A voice called out in the distance. A voice belonging to a rough-around-the-edges type bloke. Handsome and rugged. I've got, I've got to go. Callum said in an apologetic voice. Who are we to stand in the way of love? Get yourself away. Emma responded with a friendly, warm nature to her words. She already sensed a friendship forming between them. Maybe this place isn't as bad as I first thought, Connor said, as his eyes trailed off down the back of Callum and followed him <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> It's just awkward because it's like actually like I'm reading about my like I've created this, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. It's just weird. I feel like I'm like I feel like the I'm things cheating. we have to do. 
for love. (laughs) 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 And followed him up the street as he joined the young rugged man in the distance. Don't you dare. Don't you think we're in enough mess as it is? Let's not cause any more chaos. Emma told him. All right, all right, her brother assured her. Connor looked across the square, gazing at the green shrubbery, tidily kept flower beds and the memorial bench inscribed with the name Arthur. And he smirked. I love this. I just love this. It just it takes me back to the black cap and the bed. I love no, it. I just I, love it. it. This is really just our love song. Our love song to Bailey Owens fan fiction, isn't it? <laughs> this place couldn't possibly be real, he thought. No way, that bench hasn't been stolen and the garden trashed. This is London, he thought. <laughs> that is your actual thoughts, to be that fair. That is my actual thoughts, to be fair. <laughs> they walked through the neat concrete pathway, weaving through hedges and passing a small square patch of yellow flowers blooming in a bed of dirt. Hey, wait, isn't this where Stace said she shoved some tramp's head into the flower bed? Now that's historic, Connor laughed. as the wheels of their suitcases trundled along the pathway following them out of the gardens and up towards the terrace houses right 31 31 ah we're here 31 emma said as they hurried towards the dark green door and the intricately sculpted white archway and pillars framing it with a Rat-a-tat-tat. On the door. <laughs> <laughs> With a rat-a-tat-tat, Connor knocked on the door, marked 31, whilst Emma repeatedly paddled the... <laughs> paddled. Repeatedly paddled the letterbox. Just <laughs> 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 sound like just like smacking them with like a piece of wood. <laughs> like an excited child playing knocky-door danger. As the door cautiously creaked open, the small diminutive shape of their nan was a heartwarming sight to behold. She hadn't changed a bit. A face like thunder, all wrinkled and cross-looking, with short blonde hair, obviously dyed. She's not exactly strawberry blonde at 70. But that was her, their nan, the hardest woman they knew. Surprise! Surprise! Connor and Emma shouted, their voices harmonising. They really did as well. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to be joking! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Everyone's now Geordie. <laughs> Big Mo uttered, her face wrinkling up even more as she looked the pair up God. and down. What's the matter, Nan? You look like you've seen a ghost. A blooming poltergeist, more like. The last time I let you through me door, a door was all I had left, Mo retorted as she went to close the door on the pair, only for Connor to put his foot in the way. That was a long time ago, Nan. We've grown up. We're different now. We swear. Connor promised. Yeah, and I'm really the long-lost Russian princess, Anastasia. Nan, who is it? (laughs) It better not be any more loan sharks or gangsters. A familiar shrill-toned voice came from the living room. (laughs) You gotta give it shrill. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's much worse than that, Mo replied. Emma and Connor gave a shove, sending the door swinging open and Mo hurtling towards the stairs. Connor caught his nan before she <laughs> fell. I say I'm for such a thing for damsels, Connor. And helped her up to her feet just as a dark-haired ghost of their past stepped around the corner. You! yelled the raven-haired 50-year-old. Hi, cuz. Did you miss us? Connor smiled. I wish we'd missed you. I've told nan a thousand times not to let strays in off the street. 
We ain't got any money if that's what you're after. Cat growled as she charged over to the pair stood in her doorway. I love this bit. <laughs> oh, come on, Kathleen. Don't be like that. <laughs> she had an Irish accent. Have, I was oh, hoping you were going in. Oh, come on, Kathleen. Don't be like that, Kathleen. I don't know what's happening now. <laughs> if, if this is our audition tip, it's going very <laughs> it's well. Not, it's not working. Oh, come on, Kathleen. Come on, Kathleen. Don't be like that. Connor smirked as she stated as she hated being called that, and he knew it. The last time I saw you two, you were doing a run out with a bag full of cash, my cash, from my pub in Spain. Kat said, with her voice raised and her eyes on fire. My voice was raised. I it mean, was. I have the good accent, but it my was. voice was raised. Her eyes on fire with a rising anger. God, what is it with you not letting go of the past? Emma teased, attempting to douse the flames burning in Kat's eyes. <laughs> it's you again. <laughs> you taunt yourself now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, like last time. <laughs> I love it. It's like you. you. <laughs> You've took over that part. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's got something to do with the fact that ever since you two were little kids, you caused chaos wherever you went. Yeah, a right pair of antichrists you were, Mo added. All right, and you lot of saints. Nan, you had me down the pawn shop when I was five, flogging Uncle Charlie's coat when he left it one Christmas. <laughs> Emma retorted. It was falling to bits. It wasn't like he wanted it, then Nan denied, looking to Cat with the insincere look she does right before she lies. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what that we is. We all know what that is. Or what about that time when I was meant to be playing a street urchin in Oliver Twist, but instead of taking me to school, you stood me outside a tube station with a sign saying, need money for food, Connor reminded her. <laughs> Why does this seem like something that <laughs> Big Mo would do? I know it does <laughs> I was trying to give you an authentic street urchin experience. You know, to help you get in the character, the shrewd, witted old woman proclaimed. Let them in, Nan. They are family after all. No matter how much we wish they weren't. Kat sighed. <sighs> she does a sigh. <sighs> Caving into those familial bonds that bound her to love her kin. Thanks, cuz. We've missed you, Connor said, leaping into a hug. Before Kat had the chance to break away from the cuddle, Emma wrapped her arms around Kat and Mo, pulling them into a group hug. And though the hard-faced pair wouldn't admit it, the giggles and smiles on their faces told the two that they were pleased to see them. They journeyed into the cramped 60s-style kitchen in the back and sat down. Over <laughs> cups of tea, they reminisced about their misadventures and discussed the recent dramas on the square. So why are you here? Cat interrogated. That's a nice way to greet your long-lost cousins, isn't it? Emma laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would be blooming lost, Nan muttered, earning a frown from Emma. If you must know, we have decided we wanted to change the scenery, so we're relocating to Albert Square. The girl announced, gaining less than enthusiastic looks from her family. Either cheek of it. You mean you've done a runner because something's happened? What trouble have you been getting yourself into this time? Their raven-haired older cousin countered. No trouble, actually. The opposite. It's success that brings us here. Connor gurgled with... Oh, I should, I should be like, no trouble, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no trouble, actually. <laughs> I don't know what's Manners. Happening. No trouble, actually. The opposite. It's success that brings us here. Connor gurgled with a mouthful of tea. You've never won the lottery. Most face lit up at even the slightest chance of gain. No, Nan, so don't worry. You won't have to pretend to like us in order to get a handout. 
Emma replied, dashing Moe's hopes for fortune. What a terrible thing to say about your lovely nan, Moe said. Lovely? Lovely bones, more like. You'd have sold us to an Indonesian sweatshop if you thought it would make you a few bob. So true. <laughs> the mousy-haired girl joked, causing her brother to laugh and almost choke on his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> That's Connor just choking on his teeth. <laughs> Kat silently smirked an agreeing smile, and when her nan huffed and puffed at denial, she tried her best to hold back her laughter. Well, I hope you don't think you're moving in here. This place is already packed to the rafters with strays, Mo stated. Us, in here, Connor sniggered. <laughs> trying to think of snigger. God, no. I mean, I'm sure it's suitable for some, but this deco, God, it's, it's enough to make you throw yourself down the stairs. Or someone else, perhaps. <laughs> Besides, I don't think I would like to live in a house where an old prozzy breathed her last. Little shout out to Pat there. Yeah, don't worry, Nan. We're used to something a little more upmarket. Emma said, trying her best to poke a reaction from her cousin. You cheeky! Cat growled. Unexpectedly, their conversation was interrupted by the opening of the front door. In through the green door came the jubilant flurry of high-pitched tones and silliness. I wonder who this could be. That Connor and Emma knew so well and had missed dearly. Oh my god, Cat! You'll never guess what! <laughs> Do you know what's happening with Jean? She's she suddenly changed complete character. Cat, you'll never guess what. I was in the mini mart just getting a few bits for dinner, and I swear I saw the spitting image of Connor and Emma. A short-haired, thin lady said in a puzzled and perplexed voice. Hi, Hi Auntie Jean. Jean. Emma and Connor both chimed. Oh, it's you! What a lovely surprise! I just saw two people who look just like you. Their auntie giggled as she bounced into the kitchen, eyes wide, claws patterned with flowers and coloured brightly. Yes, Jean, that was us, Emma explained. All right. Well, hello. Jean laughed. Glad she's not changed. Still doing her one flew over the cuckoo's nest routine. Connor whispered. <laughs> I love still nan. whispering. Yeah. <laughs> Connor whispered. whispered. To his nan. More like fell out of the cuckoo's nest, more quietly joked back. Shh, don't be mean. Emma said. I've missed you so much, Auntie Jean, and your sausage surprise, Connor said with, a, with all sincerity. That meal was nostalgic for him. It took him back to those times when he and his sister would be babysat by Jean. Good times. Good times. Good times. Good times. Good times. Remember, remember those times? Remember those times? <laughs> well, you're in luck, because guess what I'm cooking? Jean playfully asked. Is it sausage surprise? Connor asked. How do you know? Oh, God, it's become one of them, hasn't it? <laughs> well, I'm just talking to myself. It's all the voices in my head. I'm Jean. I'm Connor. I'm Jean. I'm Mo. <laughs> I'm Mo. <laughs> How do you know? Jean said in a genuinely stunned tone. Connor just laughed. <laughs> and so the day rolled on and the two reacquainted themselves with Kat, Nan and Jean over bowls of steam and hot sausage surprise. They exchanged stories of the past and Kat caught Emma up on the drama that saw Stacy going on the run. We visited Zoe. She sent her love. Belinda's still a toffee-nosed cow. <laughs> Lynn has settled down with a nice fella. Mechanic, I think. And Mo is doing well. Whatever happened between you and Alfie then? Emma asked. She hadn't seen or heard of him since Spain. She upgraded, Mo answered, embarrassing Kat. 
Shut it, Nan. Cat growled. All muscles. He works on the fruit and veg stall, the Nan explained. Oh, yeah. We saw him. He is an upgrade, actually. Wow, look at you, Kathleen. You should uh, wear a cougar coat, not a leopard print. Connor jibed. And you can think twice. I've still not forgotten about that time he slept with my boyfriend, Terry. Kat said, her voice commanding and stern. What can I say? I have this natural allure, the skinny boy replied. Yeah, well, you can allure yourself, your own man, Kat stated. Very Geordie. I know, very Geordie there. <laughs> very Geordie. Very harsh. Very harsh. <laughs> very harsh. Don't worry, cuz. I wouldn't dream of coming between you and your toy boy, he smirked. We spoke to Stacy, Auntie Jean. It's awful what happened, and when I see that scumbag Martin, I'll slap him so hard, he won't be able to tell his carrots from his cabbages. Emma assured. You stay out of it, the pair of you. The last thing we need is any more trouble knocking on our door. Cat demanded. As their plates were emptied and cleaned up, the pair thanked Jean for her cooking, but time was moving on, and they had a lot to do. I tell you what, why don't we all go over to the Vic? Drinks are on us. A way of saying sorry for the past. Emma offered. An offer which was snapped up eagerly. Don't need to ask me twice, Mo responded with lightning fast speed, racing to the door and putting her oversized grey coat on in the blink of an eye. Nice to see you haven't changed, Nan, Connor sniggered. What are you up to? Kat said, her eyes fallen on the barely hidden grin growing across Connor's pale face. Cat topped up her ravish me red lippy, judged her wild raven hair, and wrapped herself in a large leopard print coat. So we're going to have to call it quits here, I think. We're going to continue chapter one, not next week, but the week after, mm-hmm. and then we'll move on to chapter two and three. Lovely. I can't wait. As next week is the 35th anniversary, and we've looked back at the 20th, and the 25th. We're now going to look back at the 30th anniversary. Yes. What can we say about this? Actually, you know what we could say about this? How's Adam? <laughs> <laughs> I just love Jane's face. Where she's like, she smiles. And then Tanya's face is the best when her eyes just go wide. She's like. That was iconic. Iconic moment, wasn't it? All the anniversaries have had iconic moments. Really. And that was theirs. That was theirs. <laughs> It's not even the Bobby reveal, is it? No, it's that. It is that moment. It's the How's Adam moment. Oh, great. But speaking of the Bobby reveal... We're going to look back at that. This was shocking, wasn't it? I loved it because it was a flashback and then it went live to this. Yes. Had little annotations to tell you. Oh, because this is when she pretended she'd killed him. It killed Lucy. Yeah, yeah. Instead of Bobby, Bobby, yeah. Yeah. I love this. We had words. <laughs> we had words, so I murdered her. <laughs> okay, Jane, believable. She said things like what? I love how Jane just lied, really, and so, so badly. Yeah. I love Cindy. Does, does everyone remember Cindy being? I liked Cindy. I know, so mis- misused, wasn't yeah. she? I would have quite liked her to have killed Lucy. Yeah, fleshed out a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Just love just just confessing to being like a murderer, murdering her own like a doctor. Isn't it weird though that she moved Lucy's body and just like lied to Bobby? I have to say, about it, it did show me that Jane does have a level of psychopathic. Yeah, <laughs> you said that at the same time. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> How's Adam? 
Yeah, she is very psychopathic when you say that. She moved her daughter's yeah. like body. Her stepdaughter. Do- her, her daughter. I know it was five years ago, mm. but how old's that phone? I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to tell you that was very chordy, wasn't it? I don't know. <laughs> Translation. <laughs> Translation, yes. Yes. That is very old. Jane looks great and green. <laughs> Sorry. Bring Jane back. Bring Jane back. Oh, it's Ben Hardy's Peter, by the way. Yeah. I just uh, just took a time there to just kind of <laughs> to realise that that gorgeous man is in the room. Like, my God, my I would literally sell my soul for that. Oh, he's beautiful, yeah. Beautiful man, beautiful. Man. Oh, yeah. Do you ah. remember when she died? Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. I was ready for a knock at the door. This was such a good storyline. Because mm. it, kept, it kept, like, changing, changing. And then people kept going or dying or being wrongly accused. Who did you think it was? I like, thought, honestly, I thought Cindy. Did you? Yeah. I thought Max at one point. Then I thought maybe, like, Abby. Yes, and thought Abby, yes. I never thought Bobby. I have to be honest. I no. didn't quite think Bobby. No, I was right with Stacey, so I was like, I could do this. Yeah, I'm yeah. a good detective. Yeah. <laughs> nah, not this one. <laughs> Every time anyone said Bobby to me, I'll go, <laughs> yeah, that's it. I thought he was a child. <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely thought Abby. Mm. I would have quite liked that, actually. That would have been good. Soul in defining Lucy's killer, and she finally solves the case, and she does nothing about it. Well, oh, thanks, Adam. He knows Adam. He knows. Isn't he? Saying, "I'm good at my job." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Say something to her that stops her reporting. No. Jane, you're a terrible liar. Look at me. Is this why she then goes to Waterloo Road and takes a drinking? <laughs> <laughs> Jane, 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 I don't believe it. It was me, Ian. There was someone else here, wasn't there? There were drawings. Oh, no. Oh. He called his mum, didn't he? Oh. He did something bad. And he called his mum. And he phoned you for help. Oh. This week's episode was sponsored by Keanu's Chains. Perfect for tying up loose ends. And also the boyfriends of your mortal enemies. Hope you enjoyed the fireworks. Good night.